Friday on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. We're going to meet some draft picks today, and we'll try to answer the question of why the Ducks took Mason McTavish at number three. All of this on today's Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to this edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Don't forget to rate five stars, download, subscribe, and all that jazz. You could hear this show along with the other shows on the Locked On Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Odyssey, among others. In the first part of this podcast, we'll take another look at Mason McTavish, the first round pick for the Anaheim Ducks. And then delve into why the Ducks may have selected him. Buckle up, folks. Alright, let's get right into it. Three days ago, or rather four days ago, depending on when you hear this, the Anaheim Ducks selected Mason McTavish from the Peterborough Peets of the OHL. That's officially what GM Bob Murray said on the selection show. However... The OHL didn't quite play last year, so I said that they selected him from EHC Olten from the Swiss League. You might ask yourself, why did he play in the Swiss League? Well, in case you missed it, we were kind of in the middle of a global pandemic, and the Ontario Hockey League didn't have any games this past season. Also, McTavish was born in Zurich, Switzerland, so the Swiss native was able to go back to his native country and go out there on loan to play for EHC Olten. Got that? Okay, good. In 17 total games with the Swiss League team, including the playoffs, he netted 11 goals and 7 assists for a total of 18 points. Again, in 17 games. This, this is significant for a player who had just turned 18 And was playing with grown men. We're talking like grown men. Some of whom were about twice his age. And this is a good league for younger up-and-comers to develop their games. And get some good ice time with the bigger, tougher players. If, If nothing else, that Swiss League experience gave him a small taste of what he will see in the National Hockey League. In fact... Here are what some scouts had to say about his games with EHC Olten. You guys ready for this? Okay. In his first game with Olten, McTavish showed great effort on defense and was highly effective on the back check. More importantly, he was already creating time and space for himself, but stayed right around the faceoff circles to find a shot. However, he did break through in this game against Winterher, by attacking a cross-eye seam as his teammate moved on the opposite half wall for the goal. So he scored a goal already. His next game against the GCK Lions was even better as, quote, he was flying throughout the entire game, showed a physical presence, and engaged at both ends of the ice, end quote. This is according to Lauren Kelly. One play in particular was during the second period where McTavish had a high quality look but got robbed of a goal in this game. Talk about a big time robbery. However, just four days later, he was mightily impressive against Winterher. Yeah, that same team who they just faced exactly one week prior. He guarded the puck well coming up the zone and used that big body to keep defenders at bay. 
the stick handling was also on full display as he would consistently weave his way around the defense. It was on this game that he scored a hat trick. Yeah, folks, a hat trick. Sound familiar? Including a, quote, impressive shot early in the first period, a two-touch release from the bumper position. He hit the puck out of midair for the goal, unquote. This is according to David St. Louis. And I got to say, looking at that goal, that was more than impressive. The fact that he hit the puck out of midair, that is some Trevor Zegras level type-ish, if you know what I mean. In order to have that puck handling ability, in order to just bat it out of thin air, not many guys his size can do that. Not many guys can do that effectively for a goal. That was more than impressive. Not just that, but the fact that he actually got the hat trick. That was amazing. The next three games all shared the same theme. His speed was showing improvement compared to the previous month. The knee bends were getting better, and his crossovers were far better than last year with Peterborough. Looking at some of his film from the OHL, the one knock in his game was probably his skating ability. Why do I bring this up? When going on the back check with the Peets, this is in 2010. Oh, sorry, 2020, not 2010. <laughs> I knew that. In 2020, he sometimes lost some balance and nearly losing an edge a couple times. That half second of going off balance can be costly during a one-on-one. Now, his edge work has a better quality to it. Now in 2021, it has a better quality. And it's those adjustments that resulted in his draft stock rising as far as it did. So he must have had some kind of edge work exercises during that whole year off. During last summer, during last winter, when he wasn't playing in the OHL, he was clearly working on this skating ability. The crossovers he was working on, whatever exercises he was doing to improve his balance, he was doing them for months on end. And you could tell based on the 2021 games. And this was especially evident in his game on St. Patrick's Day against Sierra, where, quote, We saw some pro elements to his game in this one, unquote. And this is according to J.D. Burke. You know what? In fact, I will quote this entire scouting report verbatim. And this is from the March 17th game. Y'all ready for this? Quote, saw some pro elements to Mason McTavish's game in this one. He's deceptively quick, exploding from his stance with a strong first two steps, but a bit top heavy in space especially with the puck on his stick. He creates a ton of space for his line mates with a heavily inside-driven game and a desire to play the net front. He's constantly scanning the ice and has a great sense for when to come low into the defensive zone to support his defenseman. The puck is off his stick as soon as it lands. He plays with a ton of pace. Both of his secondary assists were pretty garden variety, but I think they spoke to the extent to which he helps maintain offensive zone possession. He's the first person on loose pucks, physical, and knows how to time contact. Hard to find any faults with McTavish's performance here. End quote. Once again, that was the EHC Olten game versus Sierra in the Swiss League. So we're talking about some very impressive stats, but also some high praise from a top Scout from Elite Prospects on this one. 
this was one of his last games with EHC Olsen. His last game with Olsen was four days later where he was just taking pucks away, getting the back check going, really manipulating defenders left and right. And yeah, he was getting the pucks into the zone very easily. And again, finding a bit more open space before finally moving the puck. His puck handling ability has gotten better. And those are among the reasons why his stock rose so much just in the past six months. All right, folks, we are running up against it. So we are going to head into the first intermission. Uh, In the second part of this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit more about his playing in the WJC under 18 and also talk about why exactly the Ducks made this pick, which will go over to part three, which is going to talk about some rumors that we may or may not be hearing. So buckle up, folks, because it is free agent frenzy coming. We're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need, whether you drive a Toyota, a Chevy, an Audi, Rock Auto has all the parts for you. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. Why pay full price at a big box store when you could pay half or even less than half of that? Once again, that's rockauto.com in the how did you hear about us box. Tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. After the intermission, more with Mason McTavish. And we'll talk about what this has to do with free agency. Hmm. Stay locked in. Welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need. Locked on Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And we're talking about Mason McTavish. The number three overall selection by the Anaheim Ducks. So a couple of notes about... Alton EHC before we get back to all about McTavish. First off, the roster on Alton EHC, there's a lot of older guys. Brendan Offman, Gary Nunn, they're both in their 30s. Dion Nelson, these are guys that have played in the AHL and the ECHL, mostly in the AHL, both of those guys. But I would say the majority of the people that play in that league, which is the second tier ice hockey league in Switzerland, They're about ECHL slash AHL caliber. Not that it's a knock on his game. It's certainly not because the fact that he's dominating against these type of players at his age is still a good thing. And it is still good for his development. The fact that he got some time away from the Ontario Hockey League and actually played with some grown men and did well. In fact, again, again, 13 games, 11 points. Some of the leading scorers of this team in 46 games. Gary Nunn had 57 points. Dion Nelson had 50 points. Fuhrer, Leonardo Fuhrer, had 30 points in 46 games. He was up there as far as points per game. That's still very impressive, folks. So once again, just a little bit of insight on Alton EHC. A second-tier ice hockey league in Switzerland is the Swiss League, of course, the league that is higher than that is the National Swiss League, which is the top tier league in Switzerland. All right, let's get to the games that took place on the under 18 tournament where, spoiler alert, Canada won gold. A little bit of revenge for those guys. Good for him. 
Mason McTavish did captain that team to gold, or rather alternate captained that team to gold, and he earned every bit of it. Every single game, it seemed like he was all over the ice, got some big playing time on pretty much every game. Every possession, he was going after the puck and really showed a lot of improvement game by game. In seven games, he had five goals and six assists for 11 points. And there is one game in particular that got the attention from a lot of people. One from David St. Louis, one from Rachel Derry. They both had different things to say about McTavish on this particular game. David St. Louis said his awareness was on full display again in this game, and he shoulder-checked defensively constantly, which made him an effective element on the penalty kill. Hmm. But he was also on the power play a couple times as well. Just to note, he was on both sides of the ice. That's how much playing time he was getting. Rachel Derry said, A lot to like about McTavish in this game, starting with his overall awareness. When he doesn't have the puck, he's shoulder-checking in the defensive zone. In the offensive zone, he hunts it like a dog on a bone. Fantastic to watch and will be very effective at the next level. I've seen improvement in his puck handling this year, and today was no different. End quote. Yeah, again, he was getting those high-danger chances on this game and on the following game against Sweden were, again, generating a couple of high-danger chances, not scoring on everyone, but, again, using that big body. This is sounding so familiar. I know I am sounding like a broken record, but assuming that the Ducks do keep him, assuming, let's just assume that, if the Ducks keep him, this is a Ryan Getzloff prototypical-type center. Think about this. His face-off percentage in the WJCs was over 60%. So his face-off capabilities are above average. He's very adept at that. He's very good in the defensive zone, good in the penalty kill. Like I've said, one of the best two-way centers in this entire draft. So the more I think about it, this is still a good pick for the Anaheim Ducks. I'm going to continue on the thoughts on the under-18s. Going forward on the games against, hey, guess what? His native land, Switzerland. This one from David St. Louis. Some wall play details in this game for McTavish. Again, he moves one way, drags defenders that way, makes them turn their feet, and then passes to supporting teammates in the opposite direction, which, by the way, resulted in a couple of goals directly from those passes. So McTavish showing a little bit of some dirty passing there. And by dirty passing, I mean just undressing the defense and making them look silly and finding someone wide open. This is sounding somewhat like Trevor Zegras, but I'm not going to compare him to Zegras. Not one bit, because they are not the same kind of players. They would be more complementary of each other. A little more from that particular game, and I like this. The pass he made to Genther, Dylan Genther, on the power play, above two sticks, should have been a goal. He makes good reads on the forecheck, pressures, cuts at the hands, seals, and takes the puck before moving it in simple ways. There is both complexity and simplicity in McTavish's game. A healthy, projectable dose of both. End quote. Then I want to move on to the last game against the Czechs. Or rather, the second to last game against the Czechs. This one, he was super impressive. I've read this quote before. 
from J.D. Burke, quote, if Mason McTavish wants the puck, then Mason McTavish takes the puck. He's just an unrelenting force on puck retrievals. He takes the best lines, establishes body position, contact, times contact perfectly, and just plain outworks his opponents every time. Showed some nice jump in an open ice puck race, gaining inside body positioning, and beating a check defender to the puck to set up a two-on-one breakaway of sorts, one of which resulted in a goal. Picked up three apples in this game. McTavish was just in control of the game every time he stepped over the boards. It's super impressive the way he works on those defenders. So, again, he looked really good in the under-18s. Looked like... A man among boys. And with that six, with that big 6-2-2-10 frame, he ought to look like a man against boys. So this begs the question, why did the Ducks pick him? Why pick him at number three? I will get to that after this brief word. From, I know I want to talk about it. No, you know, I'll take it back. I'll kind of tease it for the next minute. Maybe, just maybe, the Ducks drafted a little bit for position here. That's a possibility. There are the rumors that Ryan Getzloff could be leaving. Hmm. Maybe I'll leave that tease a little bit. Or maybe just maybe the Ducks do believe that much in him. If you look at the rankings before the draft, he wasn't projected to be a top three pick in any of them. He was ranked number five by elite prospects. Number nine by neutral zone. Number nine on the ESPN draft board. Number four by TSN's Bob McKenzie's. McKenzie actually had him fifth, even though he was ranked number four. Number 10 by Craig Button. As far as North American skaters, number two by NHL Central Scouting. Number eight by Sportsnet. Among others, you see where I'm going with this. Was he ranked higher than number four? Uh, No. No, he wasn't. So the fact that he went number three was a big surprise, and I'll talk more about that after this second intermission. But before we get to that, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has he covered, the one place that we trust. The MLB is in full swing. No other sports really going on, but Major League Baseball. And hey, the Stanley Cup future lines are up right now. Colorado is still a heavy favorite. Las Vegas, eh, not so much anymore. It's still Colorado and Tampa Bay as the favorites. Head on over to betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly and don't place a bet on the Buffalo Sabres winning the Stanley Cup. Just don't do it, folks. All right, we're going to talk more about why he was chosen third. Why choose McTavish over some of the other prospects? Hmm, we'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. We're going to keep this third segment on the shorter side compared to the previous two segments. As we've been talking about Mason McTavish, 
the number three overall pick and the first round selection of the Anaheim Ducks. And this is something that I was alluding to. The fact that he is number three. Why did the Ducks take him at number three? It's possible they took him at number three because of positional value. There were a couple other players that were right there for the taking. Dylan Genther and William Eklund, two supremely talented players. And one of those two was thought to be going to the Anaheim Ducks with that number three pick. But total curveball here as they took Mason McTavish with that third pick. I'll answer this question because I know people have been asking, do you think that the Ducks should have got him at number three? Ah, it was hard for me to answer that during the live broadcast on the Locked On Now. It was hard for me to say that when I was speaking live with a couple of buddies from the Locked On NHL Network. Yeah, it was hard talking to Andy Berkshire and Mikey DiStefano about this because I don't know if you could tell the look on my face. I tried not to look too disappointed. I was more surprised than anything that the Ducks didn't so much take a reach. It was a minor risk. A minor risk in the fact that there are some other really, really good players out there. Hopefully, this is a pick that works out for the Ducks. Of course, this is assuming that Mason stays with the Ducks. You never know what could happen the coming days. He could be traded. There are still the Buffalo Sabres rumors that could still happen. There's also the rumor that maybe, maybe Ryan Getzloff might be leaving. Hmm, that's another thing to consider. Why draft a power forward like that when you have another power forward in your roster? Hmm, maybe it's because that certain power forward who happens to be the captain of the Ducks might be exploring free agency. This quote coming from the Cam and Strick podcast. He said, quote, It definitely, free agency has definitely created an itch. I've never been a free agent before, so it should be fun. We'll see how it goes, end quote. It's true, Ryan Getzloff has never been a free agent, even in his mid-30s. He was drafted by Anaheim, had that entry level contract, got the qualifying offer, got extended, and then he got re-signed before going to free agency all those years ago. That contract is now completely up. He is a free agent. And since the Ducks did not re-sign him in the past week, that means he's going to be a free agent. So now he could be playing somewhere else. He could be going for yet another cup. And why not? Getzloff has already won a cup in Anaheim. He's already made millions upon millions here in Anaheim. He's already beloved here. If he goes somewhere else, I'm I'm not going to boo him. No one else is going to wear that number 15. He's going to retire as someone who played with the Ducks for the better part of a decade and a half. And he deserves that applause. That's assuming that Ryan Getzloff leaves. If he does leave, then hey, guess what? You just drafted another power forward that could take his place. And I know I've heard some of the comparisons. I've heard the comparisons to Max Comtois. I've heard those. I've also heard the comparisons to Jonathan Taze and Ryan O'Reilly, captains for the Blackhawks and the Blues, respectively. 
and that's mainly because of his two-way game and the fact that he has leadership qualities. Like I mentioned before, Mason McTavish was one of the captains for the Canada under-18 team and the WJC under-18. And oh, by the way, he's not related to Craig McTavish, just FYI. But going back to Ryan Getzloff, look, he is an Anaheim Ducks legend. He leads the team in several categories, including, I don't know, assists. He leads in that one. I believe he leads in total points now. He's approaching 1,000 there, which is fantastic. But again, Ryan Getzloff, if he wants to go out on his own and try to win another cup, no one, no one would blame him at all. And just to end on a lighter note today, um, I did like seeing this. So just to peel back the curtain a lot, I went to UCR, University of California, Riverside, and the mascot or the current mascot is Scotty the Bear. I was a Highlander way back in the day at UCR. But I found out something that was sense to me, and I love that I found this out. So I'm going to end this on a lighter note. I just found out that UCR's first mascot was named Lady McTavish of Walpole, a.k.a. Buttons. I kid you not. The first mascot from UCR was named Lady McTavish of Walpole. Known to UCR students as Buttons was a pedigreed Scottish Terrier who was introduced to the campus by George Beatty, UCR class of 58. Buttons was most active during the years of 1955 to 59 when she seldom missed a game, end quote. So, hey, look at that connection, I guess. it's. I just found that one really funny. I just had to bring that one up just to end on a lighter note. So that's how we're going to end it today. Next podcast is going to be all about free agency. We're going to have some free agent frenziness and maybe talk about the next draft pick if we have time because we still have those later round draft picks, a couple of them I very much like. So we'll talk about that coming up. Before we end, just a reminder that you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And also, I will probably be back in the green room sometime this week. Don't know when, but keep an eye out on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter as to when I'll be back on the green room. Also, also, please follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. That's my personal Twitter. If you want to drop me a line, you could do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening, and let's see what happens this week with re-signings, free agency, trades. Let's see what happens, folks, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great day. Please be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.